You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast coming to Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, late, late Saturday afternoon, everybody. Um, this is going to be your Locked On Browns pregame show ahead of Sunday Night Football. Los Angeles Rams coming to First Energy. Uh, Rams have landed here in Cleveland, I'm hearing. Uh, apparently, there's a bunch of Cleveland fans staying in the same hotel from folks from out of town. If you guys want to spike some drinks, make sure you guys ain't got knees or you know, the legs are tired for tomorrow night. Go ahead, take care of all that good stuff. Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith, your local experts on the biggest stories along for the ride here uh, for your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound on your Locked On Browns packed insurance pregame show. Imagine the possibilities and let's see who will have the impact tomorrow evening to hopefully propel the Cleveland Browns to a victory. Uh, Pete, injury-wise, obviously it's a large amount, and we don't – obviously, guys, we, we're not any, we don't have any more information today than we did yesterday on as far as, you know, who's out. Uh, Christian Kirksey placed on IR, and again, uh, nobody put on injured reserve. Their year is done yet to this point. Uh, we'll see, you know, obviously monitoring over the weeks in, in if, you know, if somebody's good, if two guys are good. After six to eight weeks, after six weeks they can practice, after eight weeks they can come back for games. So, you know, IR does not mean what it used to, and there is no long, longer a IR designated return. So just please remember that and make sure you know who you're reading and following and that they're giving you the accurate information because you should know the rules when you're putting out statements of landish proportions in that regard. So, Pete, even still, though, I mean, the bread and butter of what this team is, and look, you know, and Joku, there's no doubt that's a loss. But the bread and butter of this team is Baker Mayfield, the skill guys, the defensive line, obviously the cornerback positions. That's one you're hoping at least, you know, amends amends. Give me one of them. But the bread and butter of this team is the defensive line and the skill guys on offense, which you have most of. The defensive line you have all of. So, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina. Go out there. Play ball. You're supposed to be a good team. Good team's got to deal with adversity and injuries. Let's go. Yeah, I think I, I personally think the whole game is going to come down to how much pressure they put on Jared Goff. Uh, he has a history of being a little bit of a shrinking violet when he when he feels pressure, dating back to his days at Cal. But the most notable example is obviously uh, the primetime game against the Chicago Bears where they just harassed him and he threw four picks and only like 180 yards in the game. Uh, so – when it comes to that, I, I, like to me, I think if they put pressure on him, that's that's it. Uh, the secondary, I, I don't expect any of them to play. Uh, if you don't practice Friday, typically that ain't good. Uh, but it's not as if you know. Look, it's certainly you're going to miss Denzel Ward, you're going to miss Greedy Williams, you're going to miss Demarius Randall probably as much as anyone. Uh, but the Browns had a professional secondary out there uh, last week and have a professional secondary now. I mean, if you – Eric Murray played pretty well. You've got a guy in uh, Terrence Mitchell, who's obviously played a lot of games, uh, has made plays for this team. TJ – I mean, uh, TJ Carey is, uh, you know, has been in a lot of situations, obviously one of their bigger players anyway, uh, with what he does in the slot. He may just simply bounce out to the boundary – uh, and do some of those things, but they're not, it's not as if like they don't have guys. It's just, a, you know, they don't have the guys they'd love to have the most, but they're certainly not going to be sitting there, uh, 
you know, so, so bad off that they can't field the team. So it's, I mean, it, look, it, it sucks. It's not what you want, but especially against a team like the Rams, but I think there, there's definitely ways to get wins, a win in this one. I, I think, I, I, I don't know if they have an answer for the defensive line. Uh, not only, uh, their their offensive tackles look. Andrew Whitworth is a he's seen everything. He's a fantastic football player. I, I don't know if he is you know at thirty seven. God bless you're him. Gonna, you're not going to surprise him with anything, but at the same time, he's thirty seven. He's going up against Miles My, Garrett, who appears to be at the peak of his powers, uh, and Olivier Vernon. And that's not a great matchup. On the other side, you got Rob Havenstein, who's a you know a big slow-footed right old-school right tackle which you know isn't bad when they want to run the ball but I don't know if he's a good matchup for any of their pass rushers and then Austin Blythe who I expect will play uh had a little bit of a knee injury at the end of last week's game uh so he you know he's their starting right guard he's probably gonna be a little bit dinged uh, and they, you know, and this is a huge. I would say this is a monster week for Larry Ogunjobi and Sheldon Richardson. They need to get a big, t- <clears throat> a big time contribution out of those guys uh, if if they're going to win. But the, the Rams have their own issues in this matchup. Um, and look, they're you know you're going to have Jannard Avery, I guess because of force. They're going to have no other I'm option. Sure. <laughs> I, I well, Pete, unless they sign somebody between now and kickoff, um, I think pretty much sure he's going to be safely falling into the realm of I'm healthy. So unless they just tell him you can't dress and we'll just play 45. Um, but look, you know, kicking miles inside wouldn't be the worst idea. I mean, this is, you know, I mean, granted, this is pretty much how you won last week, but you know, guys, this can be done. And obviously, you know, you talked about the bear game last year, prime example. And, you know, one of the biggest knocks on Jared Goff, coming out was obviously, you know, the fact that, you know, and uh, it's, it's big for a lot of quarterbacks is they don't like it right up the gut. And if you can find a way to do this, whether it's Sheldon, whether it's Larry, whether you kick miles in play Gennard, you know, over the right tackle, kick Olivier Vernon over the left tackle, which he is certainly capable. They have, you know, they did some of that, uh, you know, obviously during training camp and stuff, we never really saw anything. We haven't seen anything, you know, snap wise come to that, but you certainly have the capabilities of doing that. So it might be something else, you know, you, you, you know, you want to explore here, you know, th- I mean, keep them fresh legs, throw as many at them as you possibly can. Obviously we're sitting here with the, uh, you know, we're here with the, you know, Browns defense versus the Rams offense. Um, Todd Gurley to this point, Pete has looked good. And this was interesting because we had talked about this last year, what was going on because he didn't look good and always, oh, you know, everything's fine. He's fine. Well, he doesn't look fine. This is Todd Gurley. We're talking about, he's got some talent. Uh, Cooper cup has come back. He's healthy. Um, you'd love to have Denzel Ward here because I think any one of these wide receivers is a great matchup for him. Um, but if you don't, um, you got some, you know, maybe you're going to do some bullying against these wide receivers because, uh, you know, you're going to be bigger, you're going to be longer, whether it's Thomas, whether it's Carey, whether it's Mitchell. Um, but, you know, you got to talk about these playmakers here. And, you know, Todd Gurley, it's, you know, I don't know if it's so much health or whatever, but I, I'm not too upset. Look, in Mac Wilson here, it's going to be a big opportunity. You can't get what the bad we saw of Mac of the preseason. Obviously, that week one was fantastic, and there were some plays he made, you know, in the other games. But 
the lights are on now, man. You can't over-pursue. This is all about you know being there, getting it done, and the limited reps you took Monday night look good. But they got playmakers, and you know running around and tackling is key here because you cannot give a team like this extra – you can't give them extra downs, you can't give them extra yards. Right. I mean, look, Todd Gurley is uh, – whether he's – you know, it, it, he's, he's sort of on some clock with his knee – in terms of how good he, he how long he can be good or not is unclear. Right. But he's getting good looks right now. He's I think he's averaging something like five and five and almost five and a half a carry. Uh, so look again, this comes down to that defensive line. You have to be able to, you know, you have to be able to impose your will a little bit. Uh, obviously, Joe Schobert's fantastic, but I think some of this to make Mac Wilson's job easier is going to be about getting the job done up front. I will not be surprised in the least if – we'll see. It may be him. It may be – obviously, Mac Wilson's going to nominally get the start. They may do some things like uh, play Sione Takitaki in some spots uh, if, they, if they want to put more of a, a run emphasis, perhaps. Uh, but regardless of which one of them is in there, I would expect Steve Wilkes to blitz them quite a bit to sort of eliminate – some of the reading and just get them playing downhill, playing fast and have Schobert essentially fix it behind them. But yeah, that's an integral part of the game. Um, I will, I'm curious if with the corners they have in this one, that the ones they actually have that are available, if they're confident in their ability to sort of disrupt uh, golf, if they're going to try to play press, just knock them off their routes as much as possible and hope that the the, the pressure is going to get there and at least cause a problem before he's able to get the ball off, as, as opposed to dropping off or playing either loose or, or tight man. Um, I don't think you want these guys running free in general. Uh, and obviously without Williams and Ward, those, those are the guys who would be built for this. Uh, but so if they are rolling with Terrence Mitchell and they're rolling with uh, TJ Carey and some of these other guys, they may just line up and say, we're going to beat the hell out of you and hope our pass rush gets there. And if they identify Blythe in particular as being sort of a, a gimpy player, I would hope that they're basically going to, you know, especially in, in nickel situations where they want to rush the passer, they just park Miles Garrett and Olivia Vernon on that side against Blythe and freaking Havenstein and just say, try and stop us, put Jannard Avery on the other side. And Pete's uh, favorite phrase when it comes to defensive line versus offensive line, find the turd. Uh, That's going to be it. But, uh, you know, tackle well, you know, if it's going to be these three, beat the living daylights out of them. So, you know, look, the initial window isn't there. Once Goff moves off, it's going to take these guys extra time to reroute and look, Jared Goff ain't no fantastic athlete. So, you know, so you're not – if he's out of the pocket, don't worry about it. I have – I don't have <laughs> – I have zero confidence that his legs are going to be the difference. Um, he's going to get run down. And he's going to take some hits. So, you know, uh, you know, as bad as it seems in the amount of injuries they have, and we expressed this all last season, and we talked about this, Pete, over, you know, going in all of this is, you know, they got extremely lucky last year. Um, you know, eventually you're going to pay the piper. You know, just eventually the injury coin is going to end up tails and you're going to be screwed. Um, you know, right now they're not in the best of situations. Uh, Willie Harvey now to the active roster, which we're excited about. Uh, you know, love a kid with a great college production, a kid who, you know, reads, runs, you know, reads and recognizes. 
diagnosis. He's not going to do much other than probably cover kicks to start. But it's a chance here, and uh, you know, there's you know, you're always looking for guys who can save you some money in the long term. So excited for Willie Harvey to get this opportunity. We got ourselves a couple ads to get to here, and then obviously we're gonna you know flip it up here. We'll get to the Browns offense, obviously versus Cleveland's defense. Like I said, today's Locked On Browns is uh, sponsored by Packed Car Insurance. Here's a question I've always wondered: Why do you have to pay for your car insurance when you are not actually using your car? It's 2019. Public transportation, Lyft, uh, obviously Uber, all of these things play into your daily life with work or your weekend life and your activities. With Pact, you can pause your car insurance when you are not driving. That's right. Pause your car insurance when you are not using your car, which is easy to do from their easy-to-use app. Pact is a top five ranked car insurance app because you can get a quote instantly. You can change your policy for free. And now, pause your auto insurance coverage. Available on both iPhone and Android, go to PactAuto.com. That's P-A-C-T Auto.com uh, to get a quote and start imagining the pause abilities. Appreciate Pact, obviously, for the sponsorship here of the podcast. Can't find a workout that keeps you engaged? Peloton is an immersive cardio experience with real-time features that will always keep you coming back. Get a $100 off accessories when you purchase the Peloton bike and get a great cardio workout at home. Go to onepeloton.com and use the promo code LOCKED, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D, to get started. More to come here on Locked on Browns. Pete, like I said, you're missing David Njoku, of course, and no doubt, you know, David, uh, an ascending player at the tight end position, um, has one of two uh, of the Browns, tight end, uh, uh, Browns touchdown receptions to this point, but it looks like Rashard Higgins is going to be a go. It's not the worst thing in the world where maybe Harris is going to maybe stick, you know, for blocking. Maybe if you want to throw it to the tight end, Seals Jones, uh, but, you know, if you want to go... 10 personnel with Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham Jr., Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, Damian Ratley, and I keep saying it. I'm going to say it until I see it, and they actually truly you know, commit to it for some amount of time. It's the worst thing in the world, Pete, to tell Baker, look, we're going to take, take those five, take your five offensive linemen, go get it done. Uh, Baker loves the onus put on him. So, you know, you know, obviously, you know, and not to say RPO in the traditional RPO, get to the line, what looks best, you know, give him, you know, six, seven options per play with Nick, with all the talent he's got around him. Let's go. I mean, there's still a ton here, and maybe this is what they need to get the kick in the ass that this offense needs. Well, look, I mean, they've done a little bit of that, uh, but I think so much of that is is Baker, you know, he needs to get rid of the ball and take some of the profit as opposed to holding on to it and trying to, and try, trying to insist on going big play hunting. I think the Browns, if the Browns were to sort of commit to that, I think they've got a lot of options because, you know, the Browns have done some things where they spread teams out, but they also do a lot with condensed formations. And, you know, if you get in condensed formations and, and Jarvis Landry is either the point man or is he often is the wing. Um, I think there are ways that he can sort of chip 
uh, in pass protection and get a little bit of a little something on on those pass rushers before he releases into a, his route. He play you know so much of his the way he catch he goes out and catches passes is like a tight end anyway in terms of the types of routes and the you know the, the, where they are on the field. So I, I think that's an easy way to sort of you know not be married to the tight end position is is the only uh, spot that can do that. So that part's interesting to me. I I agree. I think in a lot of ways, you know, now that you've got hopefully for the uh, foreseeable future, uh, a healthy Richard Higgins, because I think it just, it gives Baker Mayfield such a sense of security because he likes having him. But it also means that if he, he's on the perimeter on one side, Beckham's on the other, that Landry can basically live in the slot where he's better anyway. I mean, certainly they can move Higgins around. He, he, he sort of expanded his uh, ability to contribute by playing in the slot. But I think just as a base offense, having uh, Landry inside and those other two outside is better. And then sort of Ratley can obviously go outside and be play on the boundary. You've got sort of these interesting athletes in terms of a Taiwan Taylor that could sort of be like a, an accent type piece and maybe more of that Brashard Perryman type uh, where he is, you know, sort of a big play threat and an extra player as opposed to a necessary part of the equation. So there's a lot of things I, I think they can do. It's a question of what they're willing to commit to. Uh, and obviously the uh, Joku's out for, you know, at least, at least the eight weeks. I, I, I don't know if he'll quite need that long, but whatever, it's out eight weeks. And they're going to get Callaway back, who's a bigger presence that can do some of those things and not for, you know, and, and give them another reason to stay in more with more receivers and less tight ends if they are still not getting much out of that position. Uh, and look, I mean, for now, I, I, you can't look. I, you're just gonna. I think we're just gonna have to agree that anything you're gonna get out of the tight end position po- at this point, it, it's gravy. Um, you don't have David, so it's that is what it is. Um, you know, you may get a couple of gimme play action near the goal line ones because nobody thought to cover. You know, Harris or Farrell Brown or Seals Jones for God's sake or whatever. I mean, and, and that'll come with it. But as far as big plays, you know, maybe there's a chance. You know, Ricky Seals Jones can give you one. Harris, uh, you got to show me you can catch them all first before I'm ever going to think that you're going to bring in that possibility of it. Um, with Aaron Donald, Pete, um, is this one of those wherever he lines up, whether, whether his shade is, whether it's you know, on one side of J.C. Treader or it's on the other, is it Treader and Cush? Is it Treader and Batonio? And if it's a four-man line, the rest of it is mano-a-mano. Um, because, look, obviously there's not going to be a fullback. Um, you know, it, it, maybe they'll rotate one of the tight ends back there, but you really can't chip Aaron Donald. If he's got a full head of steam, he's going to destroy what's ever in front of him. But you got to figure whatever shade he's on, it's it's going to be Treader and the guard. It's going to be a tag team. Well, I mean, that depends on where he lines up. If he's in a three, you know, you're probably not asking your center to do that. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, look, he sets the entire offense. Wherever he is, that's obviously going to be a major focus. Uh, they're going to try to get as many guys to at least get hands-on, even if it's only initially. But that's the problem is on some level, there's only so much you can do to a three-tech, uh, and he can move around and do different things. 
because the, the problem is uh, unless you, you know, dedicate a tight end to try to man up, you know, one of those outside rushers, it's just difficult to do. And you obviously don't want that to happen with a guy like Clay Matthews on one side and then Dante Fowler on the other side where they can get so much pressure everywhere. But yeah, the entire game is for the offenses at least slow Aaron Donald down because if you don't do that, that's the ball game. He can single-handedly – I mean, no different than what Miles Garrett did to the Jets. He can single-handedly absolutely shut down your offense and change what you are, who you are, and that's going to be a big part. Now, some of that may be in the form of quick passes, getting them out to, like, the tailback, uh, Nick Chubb or, you know uh, – Dernis Hilliard. Johnson. Yeah, I don't well, know. Hilliard's back. Okay, so you've got both of those. So that may be some of it. They've been flirting with uh, wide receiver screens that have been marginally successful at times, but for the most part, it has not been a pretty picture. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they, they're going to do as much as they can to sort of try to confuse and disrupt and get Aaron Donald to sort of think uh, that he – they're doing things that they aren't. So you may see some interesting looks in terms of that. And if they, you know, if they do put, uh, you know, it Chubb may have at times maybe entirely on support blocking Aaron Donald duty uh, in that, in that scenario. I, you know, it, just by his sheer size, he's better at for it than like Hilliard or, or Dearness Johnson. But either way, I could easily see them put a tailback and say, look, you're just going to help with him. Uh, and we're going to deal with it, everything else. But so much, again, get the ball. It, this is both sides of the ball, both teams. Quarterback, the, the quarterbacks who hold on to the ball are going to get killed. And the quarterbacks who can get the ball out, get on out on time, can operate the offense on schedule are going to have success. And look, if you have some one-on-ones, take advantage of them. Um, and again, you know, you, you just take a shot or two. And obviously it worked, you know, obviously, you know, um, in the first half it worked, it, you know, you hit the big one to Odell, it loosened things up a bit, um, but they can't, you know, have the coverage as disguised as they want if they're worried about you beating them deep. And, you know, so you've got to be cognizant of that. And, you know, I'm not saying you got to take one a quarter, but you got the opportunity. You got to take them just to at least keep them honest in that respect. The wide receiver screens, look, I'm not sure this is something they're truly – wanting to put in here or is it, you know, they want to do that to loosen things up where they can do other things. Um, Cause one, obviously one of the more popular screens in the NFL now is, you know, show the wide receiver screen with the quarterback essentially rolling after, you know, rolling after the fake. And, you know, he set up the running back screen off of it. And look, I mean, that's where Hilliard can maybe come in. Obviously they're talking more about Nick taking more, you know, full reps where Nick will just be on the field. And when he needs his blow, he needs his blow. Um, Cause look, I mean, it's just, they're not, they're not running them crisply yet, and maybe that's because everybody's not on the same page yet because, you know, practice is one thing, game reps is another. Um, but, you know, don't kill yourself running something that you, you don't think you're that good at yet, essentially, Pete. Yeah, it certainly seems like something they want to be able to execute. They're trying to take advantage of the fact that Odell Beckham can stretch the field. And they would like to think that they, that some of that's going to force them to give him space to run some of those things. And obviously, he's a very dangerous player with the ball in his hands at any point. Um, but yeah, and and 
the same point, you're going to have the kid the Chiefs got rid of at corner who's probably going to have to follow him around because I can't imagine that they're going to have Akib Tlaib go anywhere near Odell Beckham. I just can't see it uh, because that seems like absolute suicide for them. And I'll just say this before you go further. Between Tlaib, Peters, and Odell Beckham, there could be a 15-yard penalty in all three of them because this, I mean, every one of them is an acid in a base, which everyone Odell is matched up against. Um, you know, I, I've watched Marcus Peters pick up a penalty flag and throw it into the 17th row at MetLife Stadium. Akeem Tlaib, you know, what a pain in the butt he can be. Um, but, you know, if Odell, you know, obviously Greg Smith, try, uh, Greg Williams tried to get under his skin. Odell, keep the composure here because these two are going to try and get in your head. There's no doubt about that. Well, I mean, with Marcus Peters, you know, he may – He's his own worst enemy. Yeah, I mean, that's – yeah, he's, he's, he's that guy, but he, he's, he's, he's – uh, a, a, a double-edged sword he may take himself out as much as get into anybody else's head and you know he doesn't want to be physical which is part of it you got to take it to him and, and and block and do those things because he will he will not tackle uh if he can avoid it so if you can get sort of out in the perimeter with nick chubb or some of those backs you can obviously you can do some damage down the field and that's that's the thing is if you can get to the that uh second level they they don't have a lot there, so if they can just find a way, and that, I think that's going to be critical, is they have to be able to run the football because the Rams are, are predicated on on being able to a get a lead and b uh, force you to throw the ball. That's where they want you to be because they 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 aren't great when it comes to uh, just being physically overwhelming. Uh, they've obviously got a couple – Michael Brockers is a big dude. Uh, they've got some, some heavy guys uh, that they're hoping can do the job, but that's not really where they want to be. They want to be able to send pass rushers and just do damage that way. Yeah, I mean, flip the script on them here, so, you know, so to speak. And, uh, look, I mean, even if the run game isn't netting you the rewards – and, again, you want to shorten the game here – because, uh, you know, the weather looks you – know, the weather's still looking good for tomorrow night. I know there was a talk about a little rain earlier in the week, but for everything I'm hearing, it looks nice for tomorrow night, right? As far as I know, and, and that's the other part about it, is Aaron Donald is a fantastic pass rusher. At times, though, you know, he isn't as interested in playing the run, and, and that's, you know, getting your guys sort of going downhill and doing damage that way can be an easy way to sort of get him out of his game. And if he's, you know, getting beat up on, Obviously, he left uh, last game for a little bit with a back injury. If they can do some damage uh, on him and just get him uh, focused on that way, can can run the ball. And, and same thing with Dante Fowler, Clay Matthews, if those guys are in the game, uh, you can – I think that's where they can find a lot of success. I mean, and there is the old uh, – you know, Nick Chubb is a quiet dude, but I'm sure Nick Chubb would love to have his, you know, former upperclassman give a look down and – Nick Chubb's controlling a game. You know, there is that aspect of it. Nick will never tell you that stuff because he's a quiet-ass dude. But So there is that. Uh, we'll get here to predictions here in a second uh, and all that good stuff. Uh, make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to your favorite live event, concert, sporting event, plays, all of that stuff. Enter the promo code KICKOFF, all caps, no space, KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to 100 
dollars. Uh, guys, I talk about Zabel Apparel all the time, and uh, if you check my Twitter timeline, here you go. Here's the deal. Uh, we haven't gotten to give anything away yet, so we'll stick with this. Predict the final score. It doesn't matter which team wins. Predict the final score. First one to get it right wins a T-shirt from Zabel Apparel. The other one I did, um, there are three over-unders based on Nick Chubb's rushing stats, based on Odell Beckham Jr.'s receiving stats, based on Baker Mayfield's um, you know, uh, passing yard stats. Pick it correctly. So hopefully, there's no way anybody can really be wrong here. I mean, you know, the numbers are out there. So check my timeline at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. And, and, you know, get those three correct. Either way, look, we're, we're giving away a shirt tomorrow night from Zabo Apparel. We want to be giving away two shirts tomorrow night from Zabo Apparel. So go ahead, guys. Check all that stuff out. Pete, this brings us to game predictions. Um, for me, uh, you know... I think I'm feeling more confident as the week goes on. And part of it in me is I, we have not seen the best of this offense yet. We haven't even seen close to the best of this offense yet. And I'm just thinking Baker's frustrated. Baker's aggravated. I don't think we're going to see this for a third straight week. I think we're, we're going to see Baker get this SHIT right and write it tomorrow night. Um, certainly that's, the, you hope that's the case. Uh, Maybe it's my fingers crossed mentality, but that's what I'm thinking. Uh, the thing is, you, what they're doing, what, what the Rams are doing in this, in this matchup is forcing uh, Baker Mayfield to be on time. And if he answers that bell, I think the Browns can be very effective. If not, then I think he's going to get sacked. I think they're ultimately going to force a fumble and do some damage that way. But I don't think, you know, Marcus Peters is, is fine in coverage. I think he does a nice job. But, again, he can get himself in trouble, and it's not like Odell Beckham can't beat him. But I, I think it's the rest of those guys. They've got good safeties, and that's not a great situation either, uh, with uh, John Johnson, who I really, really like. And then, obviously, they've got uh, uh, the doo-doos on the Ravens last year. can stay out of negative plays they can stay on schedule the Browns will be in great shape if they can't that's going to be the problem and I think that works for both both sides but I, I if if it's disjointed if it's clunky again I, I think the Browns are in for a long day if they've sort of figured this thing out and they're ready to sort of make it look like an offense and so much of this is on Baker Mayfield it's you know, the play calls need to be a little bit better. The play calls need to get in a little faster. But so much of this is Mayfield just needing to sort of just get in the flow and play as opposed to trying to play hero ball and to put so much on himself that he feels like he has to deliver every play. So that's the big key I'm looking for. If he is on time and on schedule, they're going to be in great shape because I think the, the, uh, they can disrupt uh, Goff and if they can, it's going to be ugly. But I think they should be okay on that on that front. Uh, it's just got to be – everything has to be just functioning. They have to be able to understand – Baker Mayfield in particular has to understand when plays aren't there and get out of it as opposed to trying to roll out and extending so, so many of these and ending up making a play worse than it was initially. So – Baker Mayfield really is the barometer to me for this for this game. 
Um, look, I, you know, we'll both say for the sake of it, Browns win. Pete, this has a feeling of, is it going to take 30 to win it for either team? 27, 24? What's the number? I could see this being like super high scoring uh, for both sides or NBC would love it or the opposite. And nobody scores any points. Both defensive lines just took the game to freak over. Yeah. The, 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 it's just like, I, it could easily be a bloodbath one way or the other. Uh, but again, I, I, I think the Rams are going to score points. It's just, I think the Browns are going to have a difficult time from that standpoint, just pre- preventing them from getting on the scoreboard entirely. But again, if they can sort of control, if they can, if they can get in golf, he will make mistakes and they can capitalize. But right now, I think it's going to be sort of a uh, a game of big plays as opposed to functioning, you know, fully functioning offenses that are going to move up and down the field and, and on schedule and on time. I think I think there's going to be a couple big big plays, uh, both both teams that get chunk plays that can sort of set this thing up. I'm with you there. So for me, I'll take Odell in this respect over everything that's going on Rams wise. Uh, Pete, uh, how you guys, how you guys handling this? I mean, I know there's changes at Maven. Are we ready for the in-game thread? Is that in the works for tomorrow night or are we still a week or two away? Uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, I'll play it by ear and see on that one, but yeah, I mean, we're, I, again, new writer in, Brandon Little. I uh, did a fantasy article. For the I almost game. fell off my chair. I thought it was you for a second. I thought Pete was talking fantasy football. I almost fell over, dude. So, yeah, that's that's why he's doing it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we'll uh, we'll get going and, and hope, you know, pregame, postgame, all that good stuff. And hopefully, you know, it'll be talking about how the Browns sort of looked like the offense of last year as opposed to all the things that they aren't doing well. But uh, it, it feels like it's about time for this thing to sort of get squared away offensively. Yep. So, And here's the thing. You want to erase the week one loss to Tennessee? Go get this tomorrow night. Go get it. And everybody else, you know, stuff it in your hat, so to speak. Cause, you know, and that will get you where closer to what Pete and I were talking about this first six. Three and three would be fantastic. It would be well, fantastic. I mean, look. Even if even if the Browns lose, but they look like, you know, the Browns, then that may mean good things for them the following when they hopefully get all those DBs back or whatever as they as they get going. I, that's the big thing is it's not so much that they necessarily have to win this game or whatever, but they just need to look like they're back on track in terms of what 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 they what needs to happen for this uh, the rest of this sort of six games uh before the bye week absolutely i mean you, you don't want yeah but look go steal one that'll recreate the wrong of what happened week one versus tennessee obviously everything uh for pete smith check out uh uh browns maven on twitter browns maven check it out through the si app obviously things are growing there writer added uh the maven on a hole has become a huge part of si check everything out there um, at underscore Pete, uh, at underscore Pete Smith, underscore everything Pete's doing over there. Um, congrats to Pete's in the streets, bro. Program four and O hanging points dropped 70 yesterday. Happy for you, Pete. Happy for the kids over there. I know you guys are busting your bus trying to, uh, you know, do everything you can to put together a fantastic season. So, uh, 
get my boy Chris some more yards. Touchdowns are nice. We want more yards. Um, anybody who knows the streets, Go ahead. He's got 12 touchdowns. He's doing all right. The yardage. Pete, we need some more yards. Come on now. My little buddy, uh, my buddy, Derek Henry Jr. is what we know, label him because uh, he may not have the height, but he's definitely got the uh, thickness. Rex number two. Hell of a player. If you guys haven't checked it out in Pete's, uh, Streetsboro High School. Um, and with that, we'll start put, you know, putting a wrap to this, obviously. At Locked On Browns, all lowercase, the Twitter account. Uh, follow back account. DMs are always open. Like I had mentioned earlier, um, check out the tweets from my personal account, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore, underscore Lloyd, as far as the Zabel Apparel giveaways. Uh, give me a game score for the final whistle. Also, give me, you know, there. I have the tweet up there, whether the over and unders on Chubb's rushing numbers, Odell's receiving numbers, Baker's throwing numbers. Get on that. Uh, we're going to give away some apparel this week here. Uh, you know, Zabo, you know, I appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to start giving away some stuff off the Zabo shelves as far as that's concerned. Um, you know the drill, guys. Uh, once it ends tomorrow night, good, bad, ugly, whatever, Pete and I will be here. We'll sit down and record. You'll have all of that there. If you're a sicko that's going to be up, you know, after midnight on Sunday night for it, it'll be waiting for you um, for your Monday commute. Obviously, so many people across the pond uh, ready to go. That'll be the part of your commute. We'll have it for you. Uh, appreciate everything. Appreciate everybody along for the ride, as always, here on Locked On Browns. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.